You are listening to Sejura Decoding Law Podcast. I am Phyllis Schuster, the Chief Team Intelligence Officer of Sejura. And I am Genevieve Dubois, the Chief Marketing and Innovation Officer of Sejura. And just like you, we are lawyers. Together, we will decode the secrets of legal services by having frank conversations about what clients really want in legal services so that you can be a happy and successful lawyer. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to Sejura Decoding Law. I'm Phyllis Schuster. I'm the Chief Team Intelligence Officer and Executive Legal Managing Director of Sejura Group. And I'm a lawyer just like you. Joining me today is my partner, Genevieve Dubois. Hi, Genevieve. Hi, Phyllis. Hi, everybody. It's another week. Happy Monday. And so this week, we're talking about, like Phyllis said, from a lawyer's perspective, about what lawyers do, actually. Last week, we talked about, from the client's perspective, what lawyers do. And I remember last week when we started it, um, we said, you know, clients always said, what do lawyers do? And from a client's perspective, they don't do too much, right? They give me some papers. And we are lawyers, we always say, what do we not do? You know, when a client gives us something, it seems like we're doing everything. And we feel unappreciative by the client. And sometimes we get really upset about it when they come and talk to us about fees. All this, even though we have different podcasts to talk about it, at the end of the day, it all tied together, right? We talked about value when we talk about um, the pricing and, and why lawyers are so expensive. But the value ties into clients got to know what we do. And again, it's a legal industry issue that as lawyers, we're not good at communicating with clients about our fee structure, with clients about the whole idea of what we do. I think that's right, Genevieve, because I think the structure of the legal industry causes clients to both complain, have no idea what lawyers are actually doing, and we get back to our conversation of if they don't know what lawyers are doing, how do they actually value our work? Not from a cost perspective, but how, you know, what is it that we're giving to the client? And, and what lawyers do is very complicated. And sometimes some lawyers don't know what other lawyers are doing. So that just makes it even more difficult. So part of the problem today that we're trying to look at is, do you as lawyers know what your roles are for your clients on each of the matters that you take? And I think most lawyers say, of course I do. You know, I do everything. Well, that's not articulating it to your client. And what at Sejura, what we do is logically look at, really objectively look at what lawyers do and try to categorize it a little bit, um, make it a different roles, right? Once you have different role of what lawyers do, you can categorize it, then now you can organize your team, you can organize your practice in a way that's efficient for you and efficient for the client. Um, So last week, we talked about the five roles that lawyers do to the clients. And that's just not, it's not just a structure that helps clients to understand, but it's also, I think, a similar structure for lawyers to be able to run their business better. 
And we're just going to um, recapture that five roles really quickly because you guys actually already know those five roles. It's just a matter of separating out in your head. There are five distinguished roles that we play. Just to remind everyone, and and we've we've categorized them actually in five different roles of lawyers. The first role, lawyers are the doers. We prepare documents, we execute tasks, we or we have our paralegals or legal secretaries or whomever and other legal professionals do the the doing and the preparing of documents and executing tasks. The second role is specialists. And sometimes the same lawyer is both a specialist and a doer. But in the concept of a specialist, the specialist is providing expert input into a particular matter. And sometimes, for instance, in something like you're doing a real estate transaction and the client needs some tax structuring. So you might be the real estate lawyer, but you have to call upon your partner or a colleague at another firm to be the expert and provide tax structuring for your client. And often, for instance, when I'm doing uh, preparation of corporate documents in the past, I'll talk to the client and particularly in a tax matter, and I'll say, well, is your accountant going to be involved? Do we need to call in a tax lawyer? And I'll work with that tax lawyer or accountant to make sure we're, for instance, creating the proper form of the entity for a client. So that's what that role is a specialist. And as you know, many of those specialists have supplemental education and additional education that are beyond just three years law school. So lawyers are both doers and they're specialists. Janev, do you have anything to add to that? And the thing is that the reason we separate them out as Sidura is because there are a lot of tasks under the doer category that we can delegate it out to other legal professionals, right? Paralegals, like Phyllis mentioned. Um, and one thing that um, once Phyllis run down all the five roles, what we would like to, in this podcast, to talk about is the future legal professions that tend to evolve to based on these five roles. The next role for lawyers, in addition to being doers and specialists, is that of an influencer. The, the influencer from the standpoint of taking a position on behalf of your client and representing your client or advocating for your client or negotiating. And those roles are all roles that you play with third parties because you're taking your position as representative or advocate for your client and working with a third party. And, And so your role with respect to that third party is really, really important. And the client doesn't always see that role, right? You get on a phone call or you get on a Zoom or, or whatever, and you're negotiating or you're emailing. And some of those things, the client is not participating in many of that. And that's between you and the third party. And they're external and beyond the, the site of your client. So they don't always see that. And that influencer role is so important to what you do as a lawyer for your client. And I think that's where, um, as lawyers, we need to be honest with ourselves and take emotions out of it. Is that, yes, you might be a specialist in this area. You provide great education, great advice for the client. You have a great team of doers who are doing things. Now, when you get to the point you need to negotiate, now you need to be an influencer 
Now you have to decide whether you are the most appropriate person to represent the client to do that. And that means, are you fitting the budget of a client to do that? Is your personality matches in terms of the other side who's their influencer? And um, who are you communicating with? And again, separating those roles out, now allowing you to bring in other attorneys as needed to work on a specific role. So the next role for lawyers, and maybe this is one that's not really that thought about, is that of the role of like project manager. So in many industries, uh, almost every industry, there's, there's a project manager that leads a team uh, to get a job done. And as lawyers, we don't typically see ourselves as project managers, but we do that role when we're doing a transaction, for instance, and there's a beginning, a middle, and end from the term sheet to the closing. We oversee and we organize legal tasks and processes. We make sure, for instance, a survey gets ordered or an environmental report gets done or an appraisal or whatever it is. But someone has to order it. Someone has to make sure it gets done. And then someone has to make sure it gets communicated to the client and other parties that need it. Sometimes the lender needs it in a transaction. So that role as project manager is probably one of the most important roles that lawyers do And many times we don't think of ourselves as project managers because that's not like a word that comes up in the normal legal circles. We we see ourselves as lawyers. We don't necessarily see ourselves as project managers. And in fact, I think a lot of lawyers hate that job, you know, and that that's the that's the job that I know in my experience in the past and seeing other attorneys in big firms, especially when they type in time entries go like 0.5 and they were struggling with do I say communicating and chase after people you know Mm -hmm. clients not going to pay for that 0.5 and so it's hard to for lawyers to almost feel like justify those hours being spent but there's a lot of hours being spent on that uh, on the project management role and lawyers hate that because we didn't go to law school to learn how to be project managers, to chase after people, to make sure people do their jobs. Um, and, you know, we went to law school to draft documents, strategize, analyze. And so that is one job or one role I think lawyers really, really struggling with. But like Phyllis said, if you want to have a successful and happy client and successful uh, transaction, a successful matter, Having a good project management is the key to keep the cost down as well as um, have a smooth transaction. The last role, but certainly not the least role, is the concept of lawyers being strategists and the overall planning for help on the legal structure, on the legal strategy, on how clients are doing their business. That overall planner aspect and the overall strategist who then can oversee, for instance, the project manager and and the doers to make sure that the client's strategy and goals be met in the most cost-effective but legally protective environment for them. And I think a lot of lawyers, I know I do, um, most lawyers, this is the area that we thrive. This is the area that wake up in the morning and go, I love to do that. That is, you know, a lot of lawyers love to be a strategist. 
because exercise our brain is very interesting. It's not boring or it's the same stuff. And so if you start looking at those roles differently at different stage of your career, um, you can then learn to be a certain level. Certain level means you be better and better specialist. And once you gain experience in being an influencer and gain industry knowledge, now you can be a strategist, right? And when you become a strategist, you want most of the time being doing strategy instead of, you know, two, three hours, eight hours drafting documents that doers do. So in order not to do the what the doers do, you got to have associates, you got to have professionals who comes in do the what doers do. So freed up your time to be more and more a strategist. See, that is why we separate this out to different roles. So Junev, now that we understand what the current roles are of lawyers in the legal profession, what things are you seeing that are happening outside of today's roles? Where are things going? And what can we do to make the lives of both lawyers and clients happier working together? So what we're seeing is, you know, there's a book out there. I don't remember the name, but I'm sure a lot of you guys have read it or articles about there are more and more different kind of legal professions start um, coming out if, in the market. And younger people wanted to go and more and more to the to those kind of professions. What I'm trying to say is more technology oriented, right? We're talking about legal technology. Really what we're talking about is legal technology can only replace certain roles in those five roles. And from a Sejura's perspective, we have a whole technology platform. What we're not replacing is strategists, a lot of the areas that the specialists would provide and influencers. Those are soft skills that technology really have a really hard time, probably not in the very near future, be able to provide. But what technology can help be more efficient is that project management and also at the doer side. For example, preparing documents. Preparing documents, you know, we have the whole legal intelligence to help to make it much more efficient. There are other service providers that do automation of documents. Sejura would do much more than just automation. But again, it's what the doer side can do. So really the legal technology is looking at and should look at the tasks that under the doers, under the project management. The influencers, the specialists, the strategists, those are unique skills that lawyers um, acquire over the years that we're not trying to, the technology not trying to um, replace. Now, because of more and more technology going to be uh, more profound or, or, you know, recognized, there are going to be other professions coming out, like I said, in the market. For example, like a lot of people talking about legal data analysts. Now, legal data analysts are people that look at legal documents and analyze the documents and data. Now, those people, where do they fit in five roles? They're doers. They're under the doers in terms of the task of preparing documents, right? They're going to be legal process managers like Sejura have. 
Where do they fit in? They under the project manager side. They do not have to be a lawyer. Um, they might have some legal background and they can be trained. So um, there are going to be more legal trainers. If we can, you know, look at five roles and distinguish their tasks, then we can train specific people for specific tasks in those five different components. Um, so I think this, you know, from C. George's perspective, when we are looking at and, and analyze this and starting to frame it this way, we are much better at bringing in outside professions, uh, professionals, out, outside professionals, as well as technologists um, to make the whole process more efficient. And when we do that, Janav, one of the benefits is a benefit to both the lawyer and the client. From the client's perspective, if they don't need to have a lawyer do certain of these roles and the technology can do the role or a non-lawyer could oversee a role and a combination of those, then the client can look at this and say, I'm only going to have to pay for the roles that a lawyer actually needs to do and the the things that we're trained to do, Uh, negotiate, think, strategize, draft. You know, from the standpoint, if it's something new you have to draft, it's not something necessarily that someone could pull out a form for, that a lawyer has to actually draft from scratch. Well, a client is willing to pay for that, in my experience. If it's something special to their business that needs to be covered or something special to a particular transaction, they are not adverse to having to pay for a good lawyer to have to draft that. But to pay for a lawyer to answer a question like, uh, did someone order the survey and then see a bill that says a point one or a point two for follow up on survey and do that, that those kind of things are things that I think, in my opinion, drive clients absolutely nuts. They do not want to pay for that kind of time, yet they see that kind of thing on an, on a time entry. And so if we can pull out that from a lawyer's role and only have the lawyer really concentrating on the things that the lawyer, you know, we need lawyers' valuable skills and excellence to do, I think we'll have happier lawyers because they won't be fighting with their clients over bills and we'll have happier clients because they won't be asking their lawyer to reduce their bill for something that could be much more efficiently done through technology and through a better process. So I think that... You know, what we're trying to achieve is for lawyers to really think about what they do. Um, If you don't agree with the five roles that Sejura come up with that we analyze separate out, um, come up with your own roles. Because once you have the framework of what you do, and then you can articulate it and organize your organization, right? Your team to the way that plays different roles. And then you can charge based on different roles. And then you can articulate to the clients of what role you do and of those components, what you do, what clients do. Um, And that is what the communication is extremely important. But when we say communication, it's not just a pick up the phone, hello, client, this is what I do, but really have a framework. I think that a lot of times lawyers being seen as very wordy by clients um, the emails being sent, just paragraphs and paragraphs. But really, lawyers are being trained to have framework. Analytical skills is super, right? That's what law schools and years of experience teach us. We need to start applying that to our business and to have 
some thoughtfulness into how we do business and what we do, and be able to articulate that to the clients. So our goal today is to try to understand why clients don't know what lawyers do, and to help lawyers understand what their roles are. And when you analyze it in that way, we feel this will help clients better understand your value to them and what role you play, as well as the fees you're charging. So that at the end of the day, the client ends up agreeing with your role and agreeing with your value. It's about expectation and framework and expectation, communicating the, you know, the framework and the process in a framework so that both sides can have the same expectations. So there's no this gap of the clients that you only give me a few documents and you say, I did everything for you. That is what we're trying to avoid when we say, what do lawyers actually do? Join us for Sejura Decoding Law when we're going to talk about what's the secret of hiring lawyers. Again, the first week, um, we're going to explore it from the client's perspective and really is about how do you hire lawyers? And then the week after that is from the lawyer's perspective about how can you be hired? So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Sejura Decoding Law today. Next week, we will be discussing a new topic from clients' perspective. All lawyers are welcome to join us as well. At Sejura, we are reimagining legal services with innovative technology and processes. Visit us at sejuragroup.com if you know anyone that may be interested in decoding the secrecy about legal services, please forward our podcast to them. See you next time.